I'm Aaron Sagers, and this is Talking Strange. Aloha, spooky nerds, and welcome to another Talking Strange, a paranormal pop culture show with the Den of Geek Network, where we discuss the entertainment of the unexplained. I am your host, Aaron Sagers, a journalist, author, researcher of all things weird. And currently I can be seen on Travel Channels and Discovery Plus's Paranormal Caught on Camera now in its fifth season. But we are here to talk about a different level of paranormal. The hit show Ghosts. It airs on CBS Thursdays at 9 p.m. 8 central and it streams on Paramount Plus. And it has already been renewed for a second season. Plus, new episodes are returning on February 24th. This is all very exciting. A couple weeks ago, we were fortunate to speak to the stars of CBS's Ghost, Rose McIver and Utkarsh and Budkar, as well as the showrunners, Joe Port and Joe Wiseman. And we had so much spooky fun that we were not ready to give up the ghosts. So, without further ado, I'm going to bring in these ghosts. And we're going to have a little bit of a chat and also get some fan solicited questions. So without further ado, we have Brandon Scott Jones. He plays Captain Isaac Higginboot. Here we go. We've got Richie Moriarty, who plays Pete. And I'm going to keep moving through. This This is a lot of people to get through here. Uh, Asher Grodman. He plays Trevor without pants we've got sheila carrasco who plays flower we've got rebecca wasaki who plays hetty the lady of the manor and also last but certainly not least devon chandler long who plays thorfinn hey guys thanks for joining us hey aaron we are we are all here it took me a second to get through everybody uh but i guess we have now arrived in the space and you know as i said uh we are currently well right now we're missing uh danielle who plays alberta and roman who plays sasapis they were not able to join us today but we are going to have to catch up with them at a later date but we asked for fan submitted questions and all of the fans answered in a most spirited way so we will be asking some of those shortly but to begin my question is the ghosts have been around for a long time with one another and yet it's only with this arrival of jay and sam that they seem to be addressing some of their long-standing issues it's almost like they're finding their life and their humanity in the afterlife what is it about the introduction of these livings that is forcing them to confront their issues uh i'm gonna start with uh brandon why don't you take that one uh, yeah, um, I think what what it is about the livings is one at the end of the pilot, one of them actually has a supernatural um, almost uh, accident that allows them to see us. And so for the first time we, uh, in hundreds of years for some of us, uh, we are actually able to be seen and we're actually able to affect the outside world around us. And so I think we're really trying to seize the day. We have no idea what day that is because we've all like gone insane living for <laughs> hundreds of years in that house. But we know today is now and we are going to try to make the most of it. And I think there really is this 
I mean, whenever you're dealing with ghosts, I think it's interesting to talk about unfinished business and the reason you haven't passed on. And I think unlike most ghosts, we've been given the opportunity to maybe make some changes or maybe see an opportunity to get us to move on to the next step of whatever this is uh, and get us out of purgatory. Okay. Well said. Well said. Does anyone else want to add to what it is about these livings? I mean, and not just any livings. You you do have Sam and Jay who are very kind of uh, particular people that if other couples had moved in, there might be more of a clash or a different kind of interaction. So anyone else want, want to weigh in on what it is about these livings that kind of add to your afterlife? I'll say from my character's perspective, just real briefly, it's significant that uh, Rose McIver's character, Samantha, is a distant relative of mine. And so I think that that opens certain things up for, for me and my character thinking about her own kind of torqued sense of legacy and what that is. And that's that's what I'll add to the discourse. I think Brandon Scott Jones's answer was really, really quality. <laughs> Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, Rebecca Wasaki. <laughs> I no, I think that was a great one. I I, I do think specifically for uh, uh, Devin Thorfinn's been around for the longest amount of time. He's the oldest ghost, if I if I'm correct. So I uh, and 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 it seems like he's been picking up on idioms and sayings and whatnot as we move along throughout the show. But how is he evolving as a character beyond perhaps evolving? Much like he has evolved beyond just talking about cod, how has he evolved uh, emotionally, psychologically? Thor's uh, a bit slow to evolve. Uh, he takes his time, uh, but there's going to be an episode coming up where he has to deal with some uh, some skeletons in his closet, and uh, he doesn't. Really, you know, he, he keeps everything real close to the vest, and so he's going to have to uh, do a little therapy to kind of uh, try to uh, work out those demons per se. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Thor, he's, the way they're writing him and the way that he's coming along, I mean, it's just so much fun to play him and the writers and the producers and everyone. It's just, they just give us so much great material to work with. And it's just the, to watch these character arcs kind of just build every every week. It's just so much fun to behold. Is he going into therapy or... Thorpey. Yeah. Uh, yes. Thorpey. That is the name of the Very clever. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I wish I, I, I wish that I could summon Thor. Sometimes I feel like uh, just the growls of Thor <laughs> are contagious. You can number and you can text me anytime and we could help just show up whatever you need me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even make the lights you wanna, flicker you a little summon bit. Thor? What, would, what would you summon Thor for? When, when would you need him? Well, I guess summon lightning, that would be a very Thor thing to do, uh, or messing with electricity. No, I just, I, I find, for each of your characters, actually, and I think this is part of what really works with the with the ensemble, is that there's something relatable about each of the ghosts, and, each, and both humans, the livings, but, you know, there are times with Flower, I just want to channel her ability to be in the moment, and totally just enjoy it, but with Thor just those kind of primal level of uh, growls, I think are very satisfying and cathartic. <laughs> they are. And honestly, that's, uh, I, I, there's a lot of Thor that lives in me on the day to day. So I was uh, going to say, Aaron, I think you just want to be Devin. I think that's what you really <laughs> want. That's what we all really want. We yeah, all, yeah. 
Uh, well, Walk you know, I, another pelts yell. Drink yeah. me. Maybe not the pelts. The uh, I think that could get well. Maybe not where you guys shoot, but I think it could get a uh, a little bit too warm. Uh, but we'll get to outfits. We'll get to costumes momentarily. Uh, this fan reaction to the series, it's just been really remarkable, uh, including you got Luke Skywalker uh, talking about this show as a fan. And, uh, and and that was actually one of the things that our, our other fans wanted to know about. What was it like getting a shout out by Mark Hamill? It was crazy. I mean, he, Mark very graciously wrote a tweet about the show in general and how much he was enjoying it. And then as we all got word of this, we were all freaking out individually and on our group text thread, like, what's happening? Luke Skywalker loves the show. But then he individually shouted all of us out and what he like loved about each character individually and our performances individually. I mean, it was like, he, it, it was, we were joking. We were like, has he been paid by somebody? Like, is CBS giving this man a million dollars to to give us all like huge props? It was incredible. It was so cool. Like, what a what a cool thing to have like a hero uh, from growing up love the thing you're working on. Yeah, I don't want to want to weigh in on getting a shout out by Mark Hamill, uh, Luke Skywalker, who's also just one of the nicest guy on social media. Period. Somehow on Twitter, he has managed to be a bright spot. Totally. Yeah, no, it, it was it was wild. I think uh, he got so specific with all of his compliments that it proved that he actually does watch the show. So that made us feel a little better. Like, oh, wow, like this is this is really genuine. Um, but he's also just he's so funny, and I loved his arc on what we do in the shadows recently. And um, I've it's, I've just always been a fan, and so just to have someone of his caliber and um, kindness shout out to us was really really nice and yeah. dare i say one of my favorite jokers of all time like, i think uh-huh. his voice is the joker is yes. the best the best I, I i think that's a very fair assessment yeah i mean yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that one yeah so and uh i think he did a guest appearance on vikings or maybe it was now that may have been another show but i was gonna say <laughs> once uh once thor sees that episode he's gonna have a real freak out <laughs> the uh, yeah, Sheila, let me start stick with you for a moment. Um, what is in store for Flower? We, we've obviously seen a lot of her easygoing attitude. Mm-hmm. And and the Joes mentioned there might be something in store with her free love that we'll get to learn a little bit about. But uh, she does show a little bit of an aggressive side coming up soon. Or, or She does, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Flower's one of those people where she's loving and kind and so accepting of everyone until like there's just a line that you cross and i think it's really interesting to explore um what those really specific things are for her and what she takes personally because she's so good at letting most things go or just being oblivious to them happening um but i think uh we're gonna find out a little bit of um some of her issues with intimacy and maybe that she actually uh, has some trouble weirdly connecting with people, even though she's such um, a lover. And uh, I think we're gonna find out a little bit of um, more of her history, like more about, I don't wanna give anything away, but more about what uh, matters to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and there's this interesting dynamic of Richie and Flower with an assist 
uh, by Hetty as well. So, uh, uh, Richie, what, what, what's uh, what's Pete's uh, interaction looking like with well, Flower you, coming up? You know, Pete's in this really interesting position where he still has some overlap with life experience with Jay and Sam because he died in the 80s. So Jay is like familiar with some of the references that Pete knows and loves, especially uh, from the basketball world. Pete is a big basketball fan. And when he discovers that Jay is a fan, he's very excited that they can like watch games together, you know, while communicating through Sam. And yeah, we also learned that uh, Flower may also have an interest in basketball, which Pete was formerly unaware of. There we go. He said it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking I couldn't say that. Uh, <laughs> sue me. Sue me, CBS. Rebecca, you're part of you're you're part of this as well, though. Well, and offer an assist, yes. if you may. I see what you did there. Thank you. <laughs> I worked hard on Penny that one. Is nothing if not a sportswoman. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'll say too, and I hadn't thought about this till now. It, it's also interesting too because we think of Pete as being such a voice of kindness and fairness and light. And um, yet, yet his position of of uh, with when it comes to flower and sports is one that maybe betrays a little bit of uh, of of a disparity in you know perception of the 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 sexes and gender roles of of the eighties. Would you say that's true, Rich? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and I think it blows Flower's mind that um, with all the work that she was a part of in the sixties, that someone in the eighties could still be sexist. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and it's also so sad to think of it that way. Um, but uh, it was really nice to have that moment with Hetty where we connect about um, uh, speaking up and mm-hmm. standing up for yourself and that even people like Pete just need to be reminded of that. And yeah. they still need to be reminded of that. So, yeah, I love those moments between Hetty and Flower because they're two people that really have no right to be in the same room together ever, right? They just they so profoundly don't speak the same language, and yet they're still kind of drawn to each other. And I love the way Flower continues to persist in coming to Hetty for advice. So she that's... will win her over. <laughs> yeah, and and that's kind of what I meant earlier as well. That it's fascinating to me that these characters have been occupying the same space for so long, and yet may not have actually been operating as friends, sort of reluctant roommates, but it's only now with the introduction of the livings that they're being, that they're developing these friendships, these bonds that really we didn't, we didn't necessarily get the hint of before. I think that that's really interesting. The, and, and we also have the interest in outfits here. And I'm going to bring up a question from two of our fans about who gets outfit jealousy from whom and do any of your outfits itch and uh and asher i'm gonna hold you for the last for that one okay. <laughs> but, uh, but uh who wants to wait i actually i mean brandon rebecca i feel like you might have the most to say about this but uh who wants to begin on that yeah, I'll, I'll say that um, my I, the outfit jealousy I get it from from Richie's character from Pete simply because we were having conversation um, <clears throat> outside of our trailers one day and he was like, yeah, it takes me like three minutes to get out of my costume and I was like, what? <laughs> and so with me, it's a much more complex process. Just going to the bathroom, there's a lot of buttons and they're practical buttons. They're not just decorative. Um, so, uh, I definitely get outfit jealousy from, from, from Richie and does my costume itch? I will say when it's hot, 
You bet it does. <laughs> it absolutely itches, and it gets sweaty, and it's essentially just um, one of the it, – it, it's a material that you're familiar with until you're put into an uncomfortable situation where you don't understand how it exists. Where you're like, I can't believe our soldiers used – because this is an – like, our costume designer did an incredible job, did an absolutely amazing, amazing period work, made it true to form, everything like that. Unbelievable. Bonsoir. But – I will say that if I was a soldier in that era, which I'm playing, um, I uh, I would have died on the battlefield immediately in the middle of July in Virginia or something like that. You know, I could barely. I remember as a kid going to like Williamsburg, Virginia, to like walk around mm -hmm. Colonial Williamsburg with my family and being like, I'm going to pass away in front of my parents at age. And you were 10. wearing cotton then. And I was wearing cotton. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I was. I was wearing full cotton. Um, so yeah, so it was um, it was unbelievable to me that this was um, what America was like. Yeah, let's fight in this. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's convenient when you're in New England during the winter. Maybe just not. Let or, Mo me or Montreal. Tell you, Aaron, I was miserable in the heat. Love it in the cold, and it gets freaking cold in Montreal. And I was warm. There was like one or two days where I was outside and everyone was like bundled up and I was like, oh, I guess it's cold. <laughs> and again, we'll hold Asher for that one. Uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Rebecca, Devin, do you have any thoughts about uh, how, how comfortable are those outfits that you that you each wear? I think Rebecca? Rebecca's got the worst. Uh, yeah. You're miserable. You have a corset, right, Rebecca? Interesting pronunciation. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just finished my sentence. That's all. Uh, I, do I seem miserable? I love my costume. Uh, it really helps me become this character. It is horribly uncomfortable um, and somewhat uh, socially isolating because people are so scared to step on me. <laughs> but everyone, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, because I have the you know the bustle and the train. But I love my costume um, very much, and it's a love it's a love hate relationship. Mm -hmm. I love that we never really have to have costume fittings. The ghosts. And, you know, it's one kind of thing, especially as a lady, you don't need to think about. Like, I know yeah. pretty much what I look like in the in the corset. I, I love my outfit. I, I, it, I couldn't, I, more leather, more fur. Honestly, it's, I feel so comfortable in it. It's my little moccasin shoes I get, they're contoured to my big old fat hobbit feet. It's just fantastic. <laughs> I roll around, I got all these pouches and so, you know, obviously, as actors, we have things we take with us, like cell phones, you know? So I get to have, like, little things. I, I got a little fanny pack. I got, a little, I got all kinds of stuff on me. And everyone else, you know, they can't put anything in their pockets. So. Yeah, that's my one complaint with, with how gigantic my costume is and how many, you know, furrows and things and places. I don't have a single pocket. Yeah, I can fit under it. <laughs> that's kind of her thing. Uh, yeah. No. I, I think we've waited long enough. Uh, Asher, uh, we just, we have to hear about your, your outfit because your costume is uh, what, somewhat what revealing, but also the Joes said, this is the question that they get the most on social media. Everybody wants to know about uh, Trevor's trousers. Take mm. it away. Talk to us about uh, how much you like your outfit and what's in store for, well, <laughs> lack of, and what's in store for uh, Trevor. Uh, what's in store for Trevor? Um, well, uh, we're going to get the, the official dive. The origin story of the trousers is on its way. 
Um, I don't think I can say when it's going to happen. I, I think it's, I'll, I'll say this, I'll say it's, it's going to be um, after Purim and before Passover. I can say that. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, I, I really like my costume. So Lent. <laughs> For Lent. <laughs> um uh, i really like my costume um even in the blizzardy uh wintry montreal cold um i get to have fun with different pants that i wear um different sports you know they they put things on me to keep me warm so i don't freeze which is very nice the thing though is in the summer with the bugs that's the thing and montreal bugs don't listen a bug spray they just go and then you it's it's not a pretty picture um this should be talked about more actually the the bugs in montreal oh yeah they're awful what are you guys yeah. talking about? I, I did know. not think they were bad either no, no, no i have no idea Ricky and I are tasty, which clearly you're not. So I am very tasty <laughs> in California. I get eaten by mosquitoes like crazy. In Montreal I wasn't bitten once. So well, I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking just about mosquitoes, but the, the, I've never seen more spiders in my entire life. No. They do have a spider problem. Yeah. The yellow jackets. I've never yes. seen yellow jackets in November. Yeah. What yeah. is happening? They actually have a spider season. I, I have this uh, vivid memory of Richie in the tents whenever we would have outdoor shoots, and he'd be like on his phone, like, what? 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go and zip it. Well, I mean, you know, not to disagree with you, Rebecca, but, you know, to be fair, Brandon, you, Devin, each of you could very well be just uh, swarmed by mosquitoes and you would never know. It would never bite through your costume, whereas uh, both Richie and Asher, they're they're exposing more skin. So they're just they're bigger targets. They're more, uh, you know, vulnerable. Solid point. However, this also happens in real life as well. I think that there's some interesting thing that someone in your community should be investigating <laughs> regarding uh, the, the, the dietary habits of Canadian mosquitoes. Yeah. I also well, just covered myself in DEET, which is probably not a good thing to do. No. No. That would be a very unflower thing to do. Very unflower. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I and and actually, here that was a pretty uh, pretty good layup for me, uh, Rebecca, because there, what's what's also just kind of so fun about this show is that, you know, everybody, whether you're a believer in ghosts or, or a skeptic, everybody can come and enjoy something with this show. But I will say, as someone that is a journalist that also operates within the paranormal world, there are so many fans within the paranormal community that are fans of this show. And one of them actually submitted a question. Uh, His name is Shane Pittman. He is from the show Holzer Files on Travel Channel. Loves the show. Have any of you had a paranormal experience? I feel like you're getting this question a lot, but uh, when it comes from a a bona fide ghost hunter such as Shane, I have to ask it. Anyone have an experience they want to share? Devin. (laughs) Uh, Dev, hit it up. Hey, man. Uh, You know, when we first got up there in July, um, you know, everyone, you you get to choose where you you live. And so uh, I chose this place in Old Town, Montreal. And the building was from like the 1800s. And uh, a lot of characters, really cool. A lot of exposed brick. And, uh, you know, the the first two weeks were really rough in this place. Um, 
the first night, uh, just there's, there's like an old antique guitar that was like hanging on the walls, like an ornament, and the guitar string popped off at four in the morning. And I was like, what? you know, that, that, I was like, okay, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the next night, like I heard like um, my shower curtains in the bathroom like rustling, and I was like, what? Is there a draft? Like, what? what, what, what what's going on? And then the, the, for the next two weeks, uh, every night, you know, in the witching hour, three, four, or five, eight, things would wake me up. Things would fall. I would, you know, like bottles would, uh, you know, like plastic bottles. Not that I use those if I had one, but, you know, because those are bad for the environment. But if I had, they might have, you know, made loud noises. Um, just weird experiences uh, that never allowed me to sleep. And, I, you know, when you get to the place when you, your body knows something's wrong, and your mind is kind of like you tell you try to like come up with every excuse of rational rationalization of why oh this is what it got to a point after like five six days of just random things happening every night waking me up and just weird noises uh, that I just kind of was like I think this place is kind of haunted and uh, it didn't go away and then um, my wife who lives in Los Angeles she wasn't up there with me at the time. She told me, she's like, you just got to introduce yourself to the ghost and just kind of like say, hey, guess what? Um, you know, I'm Devin, like I'm here actually working on a show about ghosts and uh, maybe, you know, we can come to an agreement, you know, and just introduce herself. And uh, and I did that. I introduced myself and um, it kind of dwindled off and, and stopped. And uh, yeah, I, did, did I see a ghost? No. no. Did I feel like there was something going on? Yes. Did I like lay in my bed, like, scared many nights uh like what's gonna happen yeah absolutely but it went away and um i'm here to talk about it the the what's uh, what i love about that response is that i'm sure uh rose and ukarsh have already heard that story but when i was doing the interview with them and i asked it would you believe your spouse if they or or partner or whatever if they told you they saw ghosts they were talking about it but then they automatically left to you and said Devin would totally believe his wife uh, and then ask if the ghost was hungry and if it's doing <laughs> keto. Uh, I, like, <laughs> so I think you just kind of confirmed that. There was a lot of conversation that I'm going to omit from this podcast that I had with the potential ghosts or just with myself. And uh, we became really good friends. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'll say. You have to establish yeah. boundaries, I think. Uh, I, have a, I have a cool ghost story yeah. that I'll, I'll toss in for this one. I, 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 I have never had an experience in my life, but apparently in the state of New Jersey, there is a book that catalogs like 10 haunted houses. Mm-hmm. And one of them uh, I grew up in. Oh, wow. And the story was that they were Revolutionary War ghosts, Brandon's people, um, who would guide uh, fellow soldiers through the wood, through the swamp, uh, during the war, yeah. When we, when I grew up, we we had like noises and everything, and then we opened up the attic, and there were three hundred bats living in the in the attic of the house. And because bats are protected animals, they couldn't, like they couldn't, they all they had to open it, mm-hmm. and then just invite the bats out. And so they just watched and counted them. There were like three hundred and fourteen bats or something. Yeah, that one by one flew out. I don't know how one invites bats to leave, but just uh, open the door and say politely. Yep. The um, yeah. Please. Oh, I, I had a ghost experience the final week we were shooting in Montreal. We were staying in this old hotel, and um, 
it's hard to say if it's if it was an experience, but it was just a really terrible nightmare um, while we were staying there. And in my dream, I was battling with a ghost that was haunting my hotel room, like my actual room I was in. And it was like holding me down. We were in this full on fight scene like Michelle Rodriguez in Fast and the Furious. And it was all over the room. And I woke up like in a sweat and I was so panicked. And I woke up and I was like, I think in my dream, I was trying to find the words, like get the ghost to leave me alone. And then I reached over and looked at my phone and it was 3.33 a.m. Okay. Which if you know anything about ghosts, like that's like, or evil ghosts, like that's the time that they shine or something. And I got so freaked out. I hid under the covers and then finally went back to sleep. And I texted everyone in the cast the next morning, like, did anyone else have like a really scary dream? I think this hotel is haunted. I need to switch rooms. And then calmed down, had breakfast. And then around like 1 p.m., I was like, I don't want to pack up all my stuff. <laughs> Take too much energy. So yeah, the, yeah, the time of the shinning. Uh, but mm-hmm. the well, I mean, that that is a great story. And I would say it is a nice compliment to was it Joe Port Joe Wiseman's uh, sleep paralysis story, which as he was getting into it and he was unveiling all these details about his experience. It's like, dude, I don't know that that was sleep paralysis so much as you may have actually had a paranormal encounter because of the, uh, ask him about it. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's creepy. Called being ridden by the witch. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. I had a thing in, in call. I went to college of Oregon and I had, I stayed in a, a house and everyone was like, yo, it was my first house. I moved to off campus and it was with like five other football player dudes. We know just trying to stretch a dollar and everyone was like, yo, this house is haunted. But I was mm-hmm. like, I can't afford anything else, so I'm, I'm in. And I got like the bootleg kind of like makeshift uh, closet room. Uh, you know, just they're like, yeah, you could have this. I mean, literally, it shouldn't have been a bedroom. And I stayed there, and within the first few days, like, the, yeah, like I had a thing where I couldn't. I woke up, uh, and, and like my sheets were off me, and I they were on me when I went to bed, and I couldn't move, and uh, I had like an old. Uh, cd player thing that like didn't have a remote like you had to like physically turn it on and off and it had turned on uh later after this, this experience like i couldn't wait that i got up i was like what was that and then i kind of drifted back to sleep and then my cd player turned on it was journey of course uh so don't stop believing and uh it was a great song but not at that hour and just yeah and i, I was like really freaked out by that and then i looked into it and uh i guess written by the witch is that what they call that or, or yeah there's that old hag syndrome it's uh, there's a lot of different names for it and what's fascinating about it is that pretty much every every culture reports some version of it now you could just say it's sleep paralysis but what i find so fascinating about sleep paralysis is that scientifically we have a theory about what's happening but and and maybe why, but it's science has yet to really explain precisely what's going on. So it does remain a bit of a medical uh, mystery and anomaly. So it's it's I I find the notion of it quite creepy. But uh, but let's go back to another fan question. Or otherwise, I'm going to just ask you all sorts of paranormal questions. The uh, one of our people, one one of our fans, wants to know. Uh, Nicole wants to know what time period would you like to meet other ghosts from? I mean, you guys pretty much run a good gamut, but there are some gaps of uh, decades and centuries. Any that uh, you'd like to to meet? Uh, Richie, I haven't heard from you for a few minutes. Why don't you chime I in? I feel like Pete would always be thirsty for more 1980s uh, ghosts. <laughs> 
like the uh, Pete really gets off on you know making references from TV mm-hmm. and basketball and and having that be echoed back at him. So I feel like Pete especially would love just more 1980s references about the yeah. house. Sheila, how about you? Would would uh, Flower just want more um, uh, uh, hippie ghosts, uh, commune ghosts to hang out with, or what would she want? What would you want? Absolutely, I, I think she'd want more hippies and she'd like to form her own cult and just like have more of her speaking her language around her a ghost cult is a whole other level i i would watch that i would watch that uh after <laughs> i didn't know that flower was trying to form her own cult the whole time i i didn't realize um she keeps getting distracted yeah <laughs> um i mean look trevor is gonna say time doesn't matter as long as you're hot come on down um, which is not the best <laughs> for storytelling, but that would be Trevor's answer. Um, I don't know. I would want like, so is, is the idea that it would be something that we're, we are, is not represented in the cast? Uh, well, no, it could be represented in the case. You, you take it any way you want. I mean, uh, Nicole, <laughs> Nicole asked the question. So, yeah, or yeah, Nicholas, yeah, yeah. sorry. I, I think, I think, I, well, I don't think we have, I don't know, something from maybe like the early 1800s or something. Like okay. I, I'm, that's me getting historical and wondering like, ooh, what's the point of view of that person? I like that you're actually putting thought into this. I'm trying to. It's very it, hard. Yeah, you could just go super soundbitey, and uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't have. A... Uh, well, we'll, we can come back to you, Rebecca. Uh, well, I think that's interesting. That earlier, earlier in the 19th century period. Um, uh, perhaps when Woodstone Mansion was actually built. I think there's also, I am always going to want to see more female, you know, perspectives. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, um, uh, you know, in, in thinking and talking to Danielle Pinnock, who plays Alberta about that whole uh, suffragette storyline and women voting and being feeling empowered to have a voice and all that stuff, which Hetty struggles with mightily. Mm-hmm. The beginning of the uh, of you know the women's suffragette movement actually happened you know kind of began in Hetty's time period in in that late you know nineteenth century period. Yet she's clearly in life was very much opposed to it. Um, I, I I would like to see more of you know where where civil rights and where female empowerment kind of happened. There's a there's an interesting window of time between when Alberta died and when Flower died that, I mean, I would love to see the Rosie the Riveter. I would love to see how the house was mm-hmm. impacted yeah. during World War II and, you know, in, in the civil rights movement. And I think that that there's there's so there's so many things about our show that are so fun and delightful and silly and 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 comedic and then then there's there's an underbelly kind of in every show of things that really resonate and you know that our showrunners are taking really seriously the taking a look at these often very fraught periods in american history i think they're doing it responsibly and also with a light touch so boy i really rambled there no i no but i have a i have a follow-up question that as well is that you know, we we have this episode coming up where we learn a little bit more about Roman's uh, sass character, and 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 having seen the episode, I will say that it's something the show does really well. Is there is it's poignant, it's heartfelt, and then we also we 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 get a lot of character development out of that. So, Rebecca, can you kind of speak to that as well, and how that episode kind of plays into what you were just saying? 
Well, I'm, I'm sad that, that Roman Zaragoza is not here to, to talk about it himself. I mean, he shines always, but this is such a great episode for him. And, and worth noting that the character of his father is played by his real-life father, Gregory Zaragoza, who we were very lucky to have. Um, does anyone else want to speak about I mean, I think the, 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 um, the episode is called Story? Storyteller. So, Ghostwriter. Ghostwriter. Ghostwriter, Ghostwriter yeah. And it's, it's a chance for uh, Sasapis and, and Sam to find more of a, a closeness. They end up feeling very simpatico in terms of their sense of humor and how anal retentive they may be and how the, they're both writers. And um, Roman got to delve into how his, his voice and feeling uh, like he could, could thrive as a storyteller, how he, how he got his voice, how he lost it, how he got it back, I think is kind of the point of that story wouldn't you say guys yeah 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 and 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 sort of similar to hetty discovering her voice uh as that character develops as well and and devin uh, i i passed over you but what uh goes from what era would you like to encounter you and maybe i don't know if thor uh, thorfinn's even thinking in terms of that so uh, how about thorfinn, you he's uh he's a real deep cat and he's a big <laughs> Time travel. He started watching uh, old reruns of uh, what is that? Uh, Quantum Leap, and uh, <clears throat> on the shows he was watching with uh, Pete's character. And uh, I think Thor would like to meet a guy from the future, maybe like a yes. traveler from the future, comes in through like a stargate, and then like arrives, and then like dies from something stupid, like stepping on a rusty nail. <laughs> and then, then Thor's got a future friend because I got all Thor's got all those you know you know uh, Thor likes being the oldest. I love it. Yeah. Future ghost. Future friend. Uh, well, I you know I I mentioned that uh, to Sheila the flower, you know well uh, she might want to meet other other hippies and create her ghost cult. But what's kind of interesting is that we are seeing characters from the same eras interact, including. Um, well, we this question from the audience about uh, Isaac and Nigel. We had this interaction with these two characters, contemporaries. Will we be seeing more of them? And and just what does this interaction look like between Isaac and Nigel? Um, well, yes, the answer is yes. We will be seeing more of them, and we'll see more of them a couple times throughout um, the rest of the season which is really exciting. Um, I, I think it is a really interesting opportunity for Isaac to have a ghost that he's contemporary with, and not only that, but a classic arch rival of, you know, the British and American ghost situation. Um, the classic situation is what is grandly <laughs> referred to. <laughs> um, but um, I really think that um, what's the most fun about their interaction right now is that there at least Isaac is really tiptoeing around obviously some deeper feelings and sometimes when you're dealing with something really challenging about you know identity um, you probably look to somebody that can really help you and you'd probably want to connect with somebody that would fully understand and with Nigel he's not there and capable of doing it but in an upcoming episode I always think that Isaac has a really nice relationship with Hetty and Hetty and uh, even though they're from different time periods I think they have similar values in a lot of ways and um, they're able to use that particular um, relationship to really unpack a lot of the feelings and complex um, emotions Isaac is feeling for, for Nigel. And John Hartman, who plays Nigel, is just so great. So 
we're lucky to have him any single time that we get to see him on screen. So, yeah, it's that what what you speak of the uh, the interaction, the dynamic between uh, Isaac and Hetty is both both natural and surprising and really nice to watch. It's it's a really good interaction. I'm looking for everybody to looking forward to everyone else seeing that. Uh, we yeah, do have this a lot of fun with that. Yeah, the oh. we uh, show Kitty in Hawaii uh, asks. Will there be any ghost cats or dogs introduced? Everybody, you know, I, I don't know whether I want this or not. I feel bad for the ghost cat and dogs, but uh, do, do you guys predict this happening at any point? Ghost pets? I mean, you know, logistically, I, it would be very hard, but go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say, yeah, logistically, it would be really difficult, but I would imagine like a big cartoonish CGI ghost <laughs> just roaming through the house could be really, really, really fun. Talking about uh, bringing like a, a buffalo, like a big buffalo on, maybe a purple moose. Um, I could have been talking about that to myself. Let me double check. <laughs> well, not a ghost cat, but there is a, uh, we know that there is a ghost in the attic uh, that we have not yet met. Her name is Odessa, and the Joes teased and out. She is a peacock. That. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wrong network. Um, the uh, <laughs> what? Uh, what can we tease about Odessa and the uh, I guess prom that that's going to be taking place that the Joes told us told me about earlier? Anyone want to weigh in on that? Are we allowed to speak about the opening of that episode? I mean, because there's some very well, I won't get specific, but but there's some classic kind of. Yes, you are. The answer is yes. You may. You may. We have the word from on high, also known as the network publicist, which is the word from on high. Okay. Well, being watched, basically, is what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) um, Wait, I want Brianna, I want someone else to tell this story because the opening is just so juicy and classic in terms, and I think at this point in the season, you're just so ready to, to, to see this kind of tip of the hat to classic Horror kind of tropes. So uh, someone else, someone yes. take that ball and tell about it because it's so fun. I found it delicious. <laughs> what is <laughs> the opening? I can't answer this for you guys. I, don't know. <laughs> I I just remembered. No, it's like this. Yeah, this. Oh, the open. It's almost. This is the. It'll be like a very unique cold open to our show because it'll yeah. be almost like um. It's another. Um, time period joining our show for, and it's isolated in a way that you're almost watching like a little mini movie um, and it's I, as Rebecca said it's like the most classic tip to actual horror that we've had in the show and Odessa Azion who's um, I think I'm pronouncing that right she's a guest starring and she's so freaking funny and she's mm-hmm. so so good and she plays this character who's a real a real classic 80s teen. I'm allowed to say all this stuff. And um, uh, I don't know why I felt like the need to reconfirm that, but um, she's hilarious. And it's just, we're going to be able to have that energy that plays with all of our characters who are tired and going crazy. And she just pops mm-hmm. in and out. Um, she's going to be so fun. And I and really am excited for that episode. She has a she crush really on someone. She has a crush on one of the ghosts. We can't, I'm not going to say who, but she has a crush on one of the ghosts. And so that's- She absolutely does. Yeah, she's great. Her character really brings in a new dynamic to the group of ghosts as well that I think we didn't even know we needed. It was really fun to play scenes with her. 
Yeah. But what I'm really excited about too is that this episode digs in a little bit into some of Sam's backstory yeah. and something that she's kind of always struggled with. So uh, Rose McIver is uh, obviously, she's such a wonderful Sam for us and always so grounded in all of these scenes, but she's also a really gifted physical comedian and she gets to do some really fun stuff in this episode. I'm really excited about it. She does. Yeah, there's an there's... excellent flashback for for Rose mm -hmm. in, um, that I think the fans are going to really enjoy. Which I think there's is the also... only flashback we've had with Rose. So she gets one too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly. Oh, that's there's great. also a scene in in this episode. It's uh, Utkarsh, Rose, and myself. And Rose is doing something physically, like you speak to her physical comedy, that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I was dying laughing and I cannot wait to see it cut together. It was so, so funny and I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Richie, I'm Excellent. sorry. That scene has been cut entirely. Great. <laughs> Great. That's perfect. Uh, well, I think we're winding down on time. So uh, first off, let me ask, if you had a haunted B&B, would you publicize it as haunted and should Sam and Jay? I'll go across the board. Uh, Sheila. Yes, I think so. I think there's a lot of people out there that want to connect with uh, spirits and ghosts, and um, and it would just be a really fun uh, way to earn some cash. Okay, Brandon. Uh, with this group of ghosts, I wouldn't publicize it. Uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I, we're too we're we're too punch drunk um, as a, as a, as a crew, um, but I do think it would be good for business if they were to try. Okay. Richie. Yeah, you got to. Okay. Rebecca. Well, isn't there a whole, like, don't people get MBAs or whatnot in targeted marketing? I mean, there's certain people that for whom this would be a tremendous draw. And then there's others that that's what we need on the show is a marketer for the B&B. I mean, people pay big money for it. I mean, it's ghosts are good for business. They pay for the room with the boo. Asher. Listen, as a business expert, obviously the answer is yes. Uh, Devin. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you definitely, how do you go about doing it? you just come out in front or do you let people come have experiences and then tell people, get a lot of buzz and then relabel? Like, how do you, how do you transition the market? You just come out and say, hey, it's haunted, take us at face value. Or do you get some like, you know, grassroots movement going? Like people are like, what's going on here? Don't go here. Don't go here, and they're like, "Yeah, you're right." Well, they would. They could wow. publicize it as yes, but they're all very friendly ghosts, and we don't like the idea because it brings too many people to the inn, and so we decide that we're going to have to be very mean ghosts for an episode. But we just can't keep it up. We can't keep up with that. Joe, Joe, Rebecca's got an idea. <laughs> Rebecca has an idea. Joe, other Joe. Yeah, it's really good. Really good. <laughs> I mean, I like it. It's it. You could really have like. Uh, multiple honeymoon suites, except you know, stay with the uh, the Viking ghost, stay Ooh. with the pantsless mm -hmm. ghost, stay with the oh. you know, you know. Uh, Brandon just had an idea, big idea. No, I was gonna say what a what an interesting idea that they choose to like theme the rooms around the ghosts that live there. Why, so really when Aaron says it, you like the idea? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, Rebecca. He's just he's he just catering to the journalist. It's oh, it's a classic yeah. move. Classic. It's exactly. like saying, great question, Aaron. <laughs> we almost got through great the interview question, without Aaron. Rebecca and Brandon fighting. <laughs> uh, well, we, exactly. Well, you should stop instigating. <laughs> we, we are over time, but I want to ask one more question. Final question. Uh, if you were able to make up a secondary ghost power for season two, 
what would it be? I'm going to start with Devin this one. Secondary Ghost Power Season 2, what is it? Oh, so secondary power? Tickle fighting. I don't know. What are we talking about here? You can't put me on the spot like that. I just want to do a little tickles on some people. <laughs> That's a pull quote for this interview. Asher. Um, I think <laughs> I'd like to strengthen what I have, but because there it has to be a power that doesn't have a lot of control. I'd like people to be able to see me for two seconds and then gone. Ooh. Sort of like the Bill Murray moment. Like, you'll never believe that it happened kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Two like, seconds in, you see it, and then I'm out. And I can only do it in spurts for two seconds. Gotcha. So you'd be a flasher. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Very fitting. Uh, Rebecca. I think that we should be allowed to eat one thing one time a year. <laughs> like <Okay>. Slimer. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Richie. Uh, we don't know what Pete's power is yet, but... I think it, uh, like Alberta can project her humming into the world of the living. Uh, maybe Pete can project his Bill Cosby impression into the world of the living. And he has no idea that that's problematic. Uh, so we'll go through a whole process of him finding out that like, hey, you can't, you actually can't do that voice. Like, you definitely can't do that for multiple reasons. Um, oh, I love that. I want to change my vote. Joe? <laughs> oh my oh my <laughs> Sheila um, I would uh, be able to do telepathy with ghosts on other properties oh, so that we no. could communicate maybe there's like a 50 mile radius I don't know but it'd be really nice to, to make some connections yeah telephone, like phone telephone to the dead yeah that's great I, I love it uh, well, guys, thank you so much for your time. I'm I'm so excited. I'm I'm so happy to watch this show. I find it to be such a delight, and you guys are a delight to watch on screen, and you're also a delight to interview also on screen. But uh, Sheila, Brandon, Richie, Rebecca, Asher, Devin, thank you guys for your time and for joining me. And as I said, we have new episodes of Ghosts. Returning February 24th, Ghost airs on CBS on Thursdays at 9 p.m. 8 central and streams on Paramount+. Plus. And thank you guys for joining, for watching. Don't for, for forget to subscribe. We have more Talking Strange on the way with guests such as actor Reese Darby of the new Taika Waititi show, Our Flag Means Death, The Suicide Squad's David Dasmalshian, who has a new Count Crowley horror comic book on the way, and the cast of Expedition, Expedition Bigfoot and the master of lore himself, Aaron Mankey. Thank you for joining. And hey, also give me a follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, on Patreon. Watch the interviews at youtube.com slash den of geek us and download Talking Strange every week on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And until next time, be kind, stay spooky, and keep it weird. <laughs>